Hey there! Welcome to Before the Green and After the Checkers, a NASCAR fan podcast, and we are your hosts. I am Evan Locke. I'm Don Johnston. And I'm Mary Lee Locke. NASCAR. We watch it, we talk about it, and now we're sharing it with you. Every week we'll talk Before the Green, predictions for the upcoming race, we'll talk After the Checkers, a recap of what happened last week, and we'll throw in a little of the in-between too. But we can't promise it'll always be in that order. We also have Corey's question of the week, and let's face it, lots of questionable banter between ourselves. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy our content and share it with a friend. Without further delay, let's go. back you're back i'm back my second favorite podcast host ever is back <laughs> like that's not even fair <laughs> why well because i should be at least second i never said you weren't yeah maybe donnie's the third come on we all know donnie's the first well he's not here so i know we miss him though we do miss donnie um, and it won't be long, and he'll be good to come back. Good. And I'm not allowed to say what I want to say, so I'm just going to sit here. Um, and for those who don't know, when he comes back, Corey goes away. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry back, Donnie. <laughs> but, uh, Past my bedtime. So we, got, we do have something that we should talk about. Uh, normally we try not to get into the into too much banter before we get into the NASCAR stuff, but um, pretty exciting to have Brayton Laster uh, get a top 10 finish this week. We just had him on here two weeks ago uh, before heading to Indianapolis, and he got a top 10 this week in the ARCA series, so super happy for him and uh, super proud to have our logo on the car uh, this week, actually. So kind of a big deal, kind of cool, super fun. And, uh, That's actually really cool. I never thought about that, but like my drawing, yeah, is on a, on car. a car. And just think, it's actually cool. Just think, you could have had your face on there, but you will not draw it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, I suppose I get it. Like, be expensive to replace the iPad screen once you were done drawing it. I can't help it. I just, I, I either have to go beard on. And put a beard on myself, and then I'll like it. Or <laughs> you like draw, it with a beard on? <laughs> or draw myself completely inaccurately, and the size but, of Corey. Okay, so you're saying you have to draw yourself inaccurately, or <laughs> draw by, myself inaccurately, <laughs> or by very much implicating that you need a beard to be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> it's just your guys is like. Cheeks and stuff are all hidden by the beard, so you look nice. But I don't got one, so actually, I will Sorry, say you this: grow it out. 
Well, to be fair, the beard I gave Evan and Donnie, both oh, of them yeah, are way nicer than their own beards. <laughs> I just want to say that's what Marilee's going to do in the off season is grow a beard out. <laughs> Her playoff beard. She's starting next week. <laughs> you guys are laughing, but like neither one of you grow good beards. So. <laughs> that may be the case, but... Looks like you guys are just starting yours. <laughs> hey, don't challenge me. I can let this sucker grow for 11 weeks. It won't be pretty, but I can let it happen. <laughs> All right, guys. Are you ready to head into After the Checkers? Uh, I'm good. Let's do it. All right. Well, oh. What? William Byron. No, we'll start. I was thinking something. William Byron earns his fifth win on the season, regaining the projected first seed position in the playoffs by one point over Martin Truex Jr. At this point in the season, how safe do we feel that William Byron is to make it to the Final Four based upon his points cushion? How safe are you, Evan? How safe am I? Well, he probably doesn't how, like how that. How safe I called do you feel he's making the Final Four? Um, I don't think he's got enough points to be completely safe just upon, uh, just upon points. You can gain... I think it's 55 points is the maximum you can gain in the run of a race. Um, 60. Is it 60? Denny Denny said that today. So Okay. <laughs> I won't argue with Denny. Well, I mean, <laughs> if it was me saying it, I'd argue with me, but that was on his podcast. So. Actually, knowing you, I know you wouldn't be bold enough to say that if you didn't know it to be he true. He said today it was 10, 10, and 40 if you come in first. So. That, yeah, that sounds right. That would be correct. Yeah, so 60 points. Um, I think right now he's got 36 or 38. Uh, so he's definitely not safe, but it helps a lot. And, um, you know, with each round, that lead, and those points should grow. Um, unless something goes really wrong, in which case it'll probably be, you know, probably be more than needing points. Uh, he'll probably be in pretty rough shape. So, I think I'd be counting on their performance to, to get them there based on how they've been running this year. I think they've got a really strong pick for the final four. So does this make him the favorite in your eyes or is Martin Truex still? I've, Martin uh, Truex isn't the favorite. Well, we all... <laughs> <laughs> he isn't Donnie's though. I don't know. Saw a picture of his new girlfriend today and uh, old Marty Truex might be, might be moving up my rankings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's weird. What? <laughs> All right. I don't know what Chase Elliott's girlfriend looks like, but let's talk about him now. So sure. he's in a must-win situation. And, of course, in this last race, he was let down by his team with an error in fuel calculation that resulted in him running out of fuel mid-race, losing a lap and finishing in 32nd position. With the mistake and failed execution beginning to pile up. Oh, I think the mistakes are multiple there. <laughs> <laughs> With the mistakes of failed execution beginning to pile up, can he make it past the round of 16 if he were to win and get into the playoffs, or is this team too far gone at this point? Take that, Corey. The, the Chase Elliott train has run out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> Much like his car. <laughs> He's not even going to make it at this point. I don't even think he deserves to make it. How does that happen, anyways, that you run out of gas with... So yeah, like you're must driving. win situation. Like there was like he had to win Sunday and he just Yeah, but he's driving and he's just not looking at his gauge. Like it's pretty easy. You've never yeah. done that? 
Manly. <laughs> Not quite how it works, but sure. Uh, yeah, that's a, a pretty big error on their part. Uh, and I know that can't happen. That can't happen when you're in a must-win situation. No, I agree. Um, but this apparently has been... you can. Well, <laughs> apparently, but someone needs to lose their job or something over that. Um, yeah, it's been a little bit, a little bit of a trend for that team all all season uh, since he returned. Is that like nothing goes correct? And, um, like, even back to when he wrecked Denny Hamlin in Charlotte, he took himself out of that race. Then he was suspended for the next race. I mean, the injury that happened where he broke his leg, that's just life, right? Like, mistakes happen. Um, But everything about this season has been weird and off for Chase Elliott. Uh, I'm like you. I don't think he really deserves to be in right now. Uh, Not even just him, but the team in general. I think if he makes it in, I think unless a miracle happens, I think they fumble the ball in the round, in the round of 16 anyway. Um, and oh, I would say, <laughs> and I would say that's probably true for any of the guys that are on that bubble. I mean, someone like Bubba Wallace, who's run well enough to be in this position on points, he might be a little bit different situation because they've been running consistent and strong and whatnot. And there's other guys ahead of them who've lucked into wins um, like Ricky Stenhouse Jr., for example, that I don't think will make it past the first round. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, here's another thought, though. Sabotage. Somebody wants Chase Elliott out of NASCAR. Actually, if you want to talk about sabotage, <laughs> that one calculation um, screwed every Hendrick Motorsports driver except for William Byron. So there's um, someone on the inside. No, I don't think so. Um, but if it like, uh, Kyle Larson, although this was a little bit of his own doing, he got a pit road penalty and he would have had to pass through, but because the caution came out before he got to service penalty, he then had to go to the end of the longest line for his penalty. Alex Bowman. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Larson, he was fast too. He had a fast car. He was the only guy I seen making pass this Sunday, but well, I, I mean, know. Chase Elliott was definitely moving through the field. He started like 17th, and he was up to 6th at that point. But yeah. And Evan was making a pass at some pretty girl on Sunday. Evan was. Yeah, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think so. I never even is, saw... Is this a story? No, no I, I, I'm just oh. I, wasn't, I wasn't even outside of the house until like Sunday night. That, I believe. And, uh, <laughs> to go to a birthday party, and it was only married women there, so... Oh, <laughs> so maybe I suppose. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But oh, uh, and then Alex Bowman, <laughs> Alex Bowman didn't have enough fuel to finish the caution laps and had to enter a closed pit and was put in the same position. So what is that? Is that a lap penalty in that situation? It, it's not pit? a lap penalty, but you because he entered a closed pit, through. he had to go to the back of the pack when the green flag came out. Oh, okay, yeah, same as Kyle Larson, the exact same penalty. Right on. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know who made the the fuel calculation, but it was it was definitely a biggie. Yep, and it must have been just it must have been more than just Chase's team too. If Alec went in behind him, like they were obviously worried that he was going to run out. Yeah, both of them were supposed to pit that lap, 
Um, but Alex had pit it later than Chase earlier, so he had more fuel. Okay. Right? He didn't pit as early as Chase did. It's like... a long time ago. Two days, man. I, I'm forgetting everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're so isn't, old. Isn't Jeff Gordon <laughs> the head of HMS? Uh, he's very high up. Rick Hendrick yeah. is still... But do you think we could get him on the podcast to ask him these questions? <laughs> well, we, we Evan is his biggest pic- fan. We can send him a picture of your childhood bedroom. Actually, yeah. Help. My mom must have like bought me some sort of rights. It's almost <laughs> like she had an addiction to buying Jeff Gordon things. <laughs> she's been in rehab, though. She's only <laughs> She doesn't contribute nearly as much to the Alex Bowman collection. That is true. <laughs> All right. Let's move on, guys. Um, both sure. Brad Keselowski and Kevin Harvick have locked themselves into the playoff via points with a race left to go, securing two more positions for Ford in the top 16. Of the two Ford drivers, who do you anticipate having a better playoff run? What do you think, Corey's Corey? thinking about it. Oh. <laughs> you struggled with I just assumed Evan was going to jump in. Um... <laughs> I'm going to go with Brad just because, well, Donnie told us like last week that is it Harvick having broken ribs right now or something or. Yeah. He raced earlier in the year with broken ribs. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had messed up ribs before and they don't heal overnight. So maybe it's fine. I don't know, but. Is that why you walk with the hump? (laughs) What? The hump? You mean a lift? I'm a hunchback now. Oh. The hunchback of Notre Dame. That's me. (laughs) <laughs> I think Quasimodo was cuter. <laughs> um, yeah, I think as much as I want to see Kevin Harvick do well in his last year, um, I think I think the way it's going right now, the highlight of his season is going to be running that twenty nine car for the for the All Star race. I really don't think that there's much to look forward here. Uh, he's only got two bonus points, so he's already going to be below the cut line. When we start this next run, unless something, like I say, unless a miracle happens um, at Daytona and he, you know, wins a couple stages or gets the win or something, he's not seated very well. Uh, SHR as a whole has not run well all season. There's actually rumors that they could potentially be offloading a charter, maybe more than one, uh, and and downsizing next year. So, uh, and that is just a rumor, but. At the same point, that's how bad they've run that that's the type of rumors we're hearing right now. Uh, so I don't see them doing much, whereas on the other side of the coin, uh, you've got RFK and the uh, and the six-car Brad Keselowski that are kind of starting to peak uh, right at the same time. Not only Brad, but Chris Buescher as well. So uh, I do think that we've got one team on an upward trajectory and another team on a downward trajectory, and I think that it's going to continue that way. I don't see these 10 races being the time that they're going to turn it around. I agree. I have no opinion. <laughs> well, no, Harvick, I haven't even found that Harvick has had a very good season. Like he's been uh, there, but he's never, he hasn't impressed too much. I will say the season that Harvick has put together, it, like the positives are all because of who Harvick is as a driver and have nothing to do mm-hmm. with the quality of car because it, Everything that has happened, he has done in spite of the car, not because of it. It's been... Is this is this a new team for him, or has he always been on this team? No, he won a championship with these guys uh, back in... Oh, okay. 
Uh, when did Harvick win his championship? 2018, maybe? So, just the pockets are getting empty kind of thing? Um, no, just things kind of ebb and flow. Like, Ford as a whole has struggled for a little bit. That's um, true. And, uh, you know, Tony Stewart, for example, his he's got his hands in a lot of different pies, so sometimes there's a lack of focus involved there. Uh, but teams get behind sometimes. That happens, and then... If they're a good team, they'll find their way back to the front. If they don't have the right people in place, then they won't. That's the simple reality. Right. But, I mean, as long as you've got blueberry, strawberry, rhubarb, and lemon, you're good. What? He said he had his hands in a lot of pies. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, it's too late for that. Here's the reality. <laughs> as you were saying that, I thought you were, like... I thought you were really in tune with the sport for a second because they hired Josh Berry to drive the car for next year. Oh. And, I, and I was like, there is no way that she's pulling that out of nowhere. No. <laughs> uh, I'm very tired. That's all that's going on so today. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Right. Moving on. Uh, so question kind of about before, uh, before the green, but we'll talk about it right now anyway. Daytona is going to be our first Saturday night race of the season with a second one following in September at Bristol. So are Saturday night races a thing of the past or do you think we need more of them on the schedule? I like it. I like Saturday nights. Um, Saturday night date night, Corey. You and Sarah must love that. No, we're married now. No, but watching a NASCAR race for date night? Oh, no. oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it's late. <laughs> Apparently. Did anyone know it was late when we started to record tonight? <laughs> um, I was falling asleep waiting for you guys. I'm just saying. Sorry, I have a life right. outside heard, of this. I heard you have a condition. Oh, there's a topic we can debate whether or not Marilee has a life. <laughs> um, I love Saturday night races. I think they're fantastic. Um, for whatever reason, there seems to have been this transition to where we're running more Sunday night races than Saturday night races. And I don't truly understand it. I think obviously NASCAR sees something in the numbers that makes them think that that's the way to go. And maybe they're right. I, I, I can't. Are you sure it's not the people who are doing the networks that are demanding that versus NASCAR? Uh, yeah. Uh, the networks definitely control schedule a lot more than we let on. They do. Um, but that's what I mean. Like something in the numbers is making them think that Sunday evening is better than Saturday night. Um, but that me, or something else is better to put on Saturday. Like there's yeah. two things that could be happening there for a network, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but but so, like I say, something in the numbers <laughs> right. is, is making them do this. Right. And um, to, to be frank for me, it's a, I don't want to stay up crazy late. We're, we see the race later than anybody else in North America, except for Newfoundlanders, right? Um, on, on the East coast here. So for me on a Sunday night, if the race gets over at nine Eastern, well, it's 10 o'clock. Right. And that's on a good night, right? Like the Coke 600 went pretty near to midnight um, earlier this year for us. So I like having Saturday night races. I also like having earlier Sunday races, but I don't right. make decisions. <laughs> I don't make decisions, so um, you don't have your media card yet. Uh, even if I did, I don't think I don't think they determined that. 
Before the green after the checkers is not going to cover this on our podcast if you don't have it earlier. I tell you, it changed everything. <laughs> we will move on. Uh, we will we become an ARCA. <laughs> we will become an ARCA podcast. <laughs> in defiance. Uh, I'm just kidding. We've already right. got an in. I know. All right, guys, we're moving on to standouts of the week. What do we have, Corey? Standouts of the week. Let me see. Like, you've known for six days. (laughs) Two days. No, you've known since Saturday you were doing this, but... I just mean to pick a Was it Saturday you asked me to do this? Yeah, at the ball field, Yeah, but I was busy. (laughs) Why? Were you winning baseball games? I was, like, playing shortstop, and Evan's yelling at me, Hey, you want to do the podcast Tuesday? (laughs) That is not true. You were sitting in the dugout waiting for the focused, next man. game to happen. I was focused. Evan, oh, that's yeah. what his coach said, that he was still playing baseball, okay? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> You're part of the team, buddy. You just sit right here. <laughs> we call this shortstop. All right, so anyways, my standout of the week, uh, I got to go with Bubba Wallace. Just oh, for this. Now I got to get a different one. <laughs> that's what I thought. But now, like, to me... I don't still understand all the ins and outs of the points, but he did everything he had to do Sunday to stay where he was and give himself a chance to make the playoffs. So how can you deny the guy the standard of the week there? And came 15th in a road course. Like, yeah, pretty good. He's, he's not a road course guy at all, but so, yeah. Uh, then I'm going to go with someone on the opposite of the spectrum, and we are going to go with the number 34 front row motorsports machine of Michael McDowell. Um, oh, this is a bad standout? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, comes off of uh, that win in Indy, <laughs> and um, it's a good thing that they executed the Sunday before because everything that yeah. could go wrong went wrong this week. That was brutal. They had a pit road penalty. They had a ECU failure, or at least that's what they thought it was. I don't know if they ever did tell us on the broadcast for sure what the error was. Um, and so things just kind of fell apart this Sunday for them. Um, so that's kind of where my standard of the week is. But uh, overall, I thought the I thought it was pretty good. That penalty was a rough one too. Like, with the empty stall or whatever you call it. And... Yeah. Um, that was just kind of a misinterpretation of the rule on his part, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but I doubt he'll never make that mistake again. Uh, what did he do? Well, when you come into pit, uh, you're only allowed to drive through three pit boxes, three. four including your own, right? Um, to get to where you need to be. But if there's no other cars there, yes. yeah, yeah, you can't drive, you can't drive <laughs> no, no. cars or pit crew. Um, so but three ahead of his, there was a, a blank, like there was an empty pit stall. Uh, it was actually a garage entrance, is what it was. And he drove through that one plus the three leading up to his plus his own for a total of five. And NASCAR said that that is against the rules. The just because it's empty doesn't mean it doesn't count, kind of thing. So right, yeah, because it's not actually a pit box or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So it was it was a hard penalty to swallow for them, I'm sure. But and they were leading the race at the time. So yep. Oh, that is too bad. Yeah. <laughs> I have to ask a personal question. Okay. Is there a reason we can it's no longer see Corey? 
<laughs> oh, sorry. My phone is okay. 20%, so it, yeah, there we go. It just, it's weird. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's head into. Oh, no, well, hold on. Kyle Larson's oh. penalty, too. Like, he was at speeding, right? Yeah. What he wasn't he only like three stalls away from the line or whatever you want to call it. Like yeah, get, that's pretty fast. Yeah, but they kind of covered it on the broadcast. Like it's downhill leaving there, okay. and the cars are geared a lot quicker here, and the speed limit's only forty mile an hour, so it doesn't take long to get to forty mile an hour. Uh, and the, the pit boxes are probably I don't I don't know the exact statistic here at, at Watkins Glen. Uh, but I would say they're probably 14 to 20 feet long, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, De- Denny was saying, too, today he thought he was pretty sure he was going to get penalized because I guess they're running pit lane th- on first gear, and I assume it's normally second or something because he automatically shifted up to second, and he realized it and, like, downshifted right away. But he thought he was busted, too. But yeah, typically they it. do run in second gear. Yeah. yeah. So I guess... This one was first gear. I figured Evan's standout would be um, that game he watched on Saturday, Island Strikers. Red yeah, Island how Strikers? come that wasn't your oh. standout of the yeah. week? That was... <laughs> hey, we went two and two. That's not terrible. No, that's not terrible. Although I see but the team I you wasn't played super against. Impressed. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> he wasn't super impressed, but I saw the team photo after, and who had to be front and center? Corey no, McCarthy. no, no. I was not. <laughs> <sighs> Did your brother play? No, he just came and was he cheerleader, same as Evan. They both, had their pom- they both had their pom-poms. And Tanner. Tanner cheered, yep. too. Tanner, too. Oh, I figured he was, like, team manager. <laughs> No, I really like I yeah. We're like okay. team tanager. <laughs> I feel I didn't he do that in high school? Yeah, it was the basketball yeah. team. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that's and why after I like high it. school. He was like twenty some when he stopped. Oh, awesome. Okay. Actually he still might be doing it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, before the green guys, look, tell me where are we headed, what's up, and tell me all about it. Yeah. Uh this week we're returning to Daytona. So Daytona is- Beach. <laughs> Well, or no, Speedway, just Daytona Speedway. Uh, I thought it was summer break, spring break, spring break on Daytona Beach. Uh, so this is the bookend to the NASCAR regular season, uh, which oh, began in clever. February with the Daytona 500, and it's going to end with Coca-Cola 600 or Coca-Cola four, Coke Zero 400. <laughs> oh my lord, Coke Zero 400 yeah. on Saturday night. Uh, You're so the catching comes... what I have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the stupids. Um, <laughs> Rude. So the race is going to start at 7 o'clock Eastern time, and it's going to be 160 laps, and there's going to be a lot of drama with a lot of storylines to watch throughout the night. Uh, first main storyline that everyone's going to be talking about all night long, you're going to hear it from the very beginning to the very end, including the pre-race and the post-race. There are two playoffs positions up for grabs. There's one in the owner's point still up, and there's one in the driver's standing still up. In the owner's standings, the nine car of the Chase Elliott is still inside the top 16, uh, due to the fantastic sub job done by Josh Berry and others, uh, Jordan Taylor and Corey LaJoy, I think were in there too. Uh, while in the driver's standings, the 23 of Bubba Wallace is in the 16th position as he hasn't missed any races and has done a good job, as Corey pointed out. Uh, so that's that's the main battle. We will also find out who the winner of the regular season championship is. 
and this will let us know for certain who will be the beneficiary of the 15 playoff points that comes with it. Finally, this is the last opportunity pre-playoffs to better your seed position, so we will see drivers already locked in, fighting and mixing it up to get stage wins, and the victory in an effort to push their postseason effort along. Question. No, I got a question. No, I have a question. No, I have a question. (laughs) You're only allowed to ask during Corey's question. I have not introduced Uh, that yet. No, go ahead, Corey. um, Owner's points. Yeah. What is that exactly? (laughs) There's so many points in NASCAR, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so there's I can't even find one point to it, so. (laughs) (laughs) Jokes, guys. Jokes. Wow. So there's There's actually two different championships in NASCAR. Uh, there is the driver's one, which is the only one fans really care about for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. That's the one, you know, nobody brags about Richard Petty being a seven-time car owner champion, right? Nobody cares. He won the driver's no. championship seven times. Nobody um, cares! So, Merrily well, doesn't. So, it doesn't happen as much anymore, but theoretically, uh, back in the day, you could go to a team and say, hey... Put me in your car for 15 races or whatever. This is what I got for sponsorship. And then you could run the rest of the season with another team and you're still eligible for driver's points all throughout that. However, the team that you ran with for 15 races, if they put somebody else in the car for those other races, then they can still win the owner's championship. And so end of season prize money is all determined by owner's championship. Doesn't matter what the driver does. So driver bonuses are also attached to the... Uh, team championship because it's worth millions and millions of dollars to better yourself throughout those rankings as a team owner versus as the driver itself. There's no actual money for, um, or not in comparison for the driver's championship versus the owners. And it's the same point structure. So the driver wins more money if their owner wins in most contracts. Yeah. I mean, that's, kind of the nature of the sport, right? If the car earns more money, then the driver earns more money. Okay. Right? Um, until the mid-90s, um, actually, Jeff Gordon was one of the first contracts to be built like that. Um, before that, it was kind of like, I pay a driver X amount of money to run a race, regardless of how he does. Um, and when Jeff came into the sport, his father, John Bickford, or stepfather, John Bickford, kind of told Rick, he's like, listen, we want a piece of the car. If the car does well, we want to improve our financial status. Uh, And if the car doesn't do as well, then that gives us more motivation to help it improve, right? And since then, contracts have kind of continued on that way. So as the car earns more money, in most situations, the driver does as well. Jeff Gordon has done a lot for this sport. Jeff Gordon. I would like to have him on this podcast to talk about it. Jeff Gordon before Jimmy uh, was (laughs) the goat. The goat. And if oh, and then Jimmy came along and took that away from him. Is that what you're saying? Live? No, I am saying that it makes it a lot more interesting debate. Okay. Um, Not much of a debate. And if it wasn't for Jeff Gordon, there would be no Jimmy Johnson. The OG. Yeah. All right. My question was, why is it seed? I always thought it was seat. What? <laughs> seed. Seriously? Oh, seed. Yeah. Well, like a seat position, like it's in a car and you're sitting down. That makes total sense. My question was way better. <laughs> right. That's why I let you go first. <laughs> Actually, 
it, this is convenient because I can just edit this garbage out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't know why it's called seed. I just that's how it's okay. always. Well, it'd be like your playoff seed. I don't know. That's what it's always. Yeah, I don't know where the origin of the word is. Really. So other playoffs use that as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes a little more sense. Like, honestly, you think about it like, oh, your seat position, like where you're sitting on the track when you start the race also makes sense to me. I'm not a sporty person, obviously. No. All right. So we are going into picks of the week, apparently, um, according to the screen. It looks like uh, Evan's gambling on the other screen. <laughs> no. So Evan is shut out of the points for a third straight week as Donnie extends his lead to 10 points Oof. at 35 to 25. Yeah, this means, of course, <laughs> that Evan, pointless though it may be, gets to choose first this week. So Evan, yeah. how are you going to choose for Daytona? I am going with a completely different strategy. I have typed every driver that is currently entered. <laughs> I didn't know they That's were That's what all... you're doing. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, man. Wait, wait, wait. You're I didn't know that every driver was spelt A-L-E-X-B-O-W-M-A-N. <laughs> um, honestly, like, I have I have been at, like, really good oh, position. Oh, stop. Harrison Burton it is. <laughs> no, I haven't even spun it yet. Uh, I've actually had really good luck at certain points of the year, and I've had horrible luck. And so, um, if the last like eight races has told me anything, it's that I need to change my philosophy. Uh, Daytona is the perfect opportunity to just gamble on someone random. So I've typed all of their names into this wheel, and it is going to pick for me. So my first pick. <laughs> I hope you copy and pasted this. Wow. It seems like a long time. <laughs> my first pick is. Oh. That's oh. Chase Elliott. Oh. <laughs> Chase Elliott. That was so close. Oh. You watch all had the same picks as last week. <laughs> <laughs> it's rigged. It's rigged. All right, Corey. Who are you putting against Chase Elliott? This is Donnie's pick, right? I'm picking for Donnie tonight. Yeah. Well, right yep. we'll pick for you, yeah. All right. I am going... I got to go Toyota because Donnie would kill me. I'm going <laughs> Denny Hamlin. He's fighting for the regular season win and he wants it. So I don't think he's going to get it, but he's going to be trying. He'll probably be Chase Elliott, though. Well, <laughs> and he's good at Daytona. So. All right, I've spin that wheel again. So if it comes up Chase Elliott again, are you going with him twice? No, if it comes up Chase Elliott again, I respin. Oh, go to Michael McDowell. Ah, <laughs> no, it's Kyle Bush. Bush. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Not bad. It's not bad. No, honestly, like this could have been like uh, Josh Balicki or like this. These are actually not bad picks. <laughs> All right, Corey, would you like us to spin the wheel for your second pick, or do you want to give somebody? No, no. Um... <laughs> I hope not. I closed it. <laughs> I'm going with Ty Gibbs. That's who we thought Evan was going to get that first one. Yeah. All right. That's not bad picks. Actually, he's right behind Bubba, isn't he? Ty Gibbs, or is that someone else? Yeah, he is. And actually, so they're going to be trying. Here's what I was hoping would happen if Chase Elliott won last week. I actually figured it'd be a um, Hendrick versus Joe Gibbs showdown in the sense that the other three cars on their teams were both locked in and they only had Gibbs out and Alex Bowman out. 
and you would have three teammates pushing each one of them, um, trying to get them to the front. And I was going to pick them both and hope for the best, <laughs> but here we are, and uh, I've done the wheel instead. It's come to that. It has come to that. Well, guys. Is there a mercy rule? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, and I hope it kicks in soon. <laughs> it can't get much. I shouldn't say that. Nope, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, unfortunately, as you can see in the our outline, there is no in-between this week. Um, the person who normally writes in-between has been really working hard at a few other projects that's on her plate. So, Well, I think they're involved in that uh, writer's strike, aren't they, in Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> no, they've been writing other things. We're doing VBS this week. So I've been hanging out with Mario Luigi and Princess Peach instead of writing about in-between. But I'll be back Hey, week, that I'm should sure. be your new nickname, Mary Luigi. <laughs> Mary Luigi. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> so I guess if there's no in between, we're headed right into Corey's question Ooh, live. Yay! <laughs> so Corey, what is your question? My question is: Do the cup cars run different at night, or is the setup the same? Well, they have if it's the same, Corey. it's going to be a really boring question because I have no idea. But Again, hopefully, Corey. they're a little different. <laughs> They add lights. I mean, to be fair, this is a better segment than the in-between this week, so <laughs> it can't be any worse. It's non-existent, uh, so. Uh, so the cars actually run quite a bit differently, um, and most of it comes down Ooh, to hallelujah. Uh, temperature. So first of all, at night, the air is cooler that the cars are taking in. Colder air is more dense. Therefore, um, the compression in the engine is... A little bit easier to build and whatnot so they actually make a little more horsepower uh, in the cooler temperatures the other side of that is with the cooler air temperature the track temperature also runs quite a bit cooler uh, therefore it changes the uh, the grip level and whatnot quite considerably with a colder track uh, you'll see most of the cars will run um, like when they go into pit their air pressures will be a little bit higher in the tires at the beginning of the run than they would be on a hot track uh, because the car is not going to build up as much pressure uh, because the tires aren't ever going to be as hot because of the track contact. Uh, so that'll be the biggest part of it. Um, we'll, we'll come down to temperature. Uh, but uh, from a fan perspective, what makes the night really cool is, you know, you see the cars um, in a much different light, uh, literally. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> there, there is also something... There's something about night racing, man. I love it. The way the, the lights glisten off the cars and, and the paint schemes and stuff. It's super cool. I don't think I've watched one yet. You didn't watch the Coke 600 in May? No. It was on a Sunday night, but... Yeah. Evan would like to know if you're coming over to watch it with him. <laughs> Actually, there's there's a slight chance I might be watching it with Donnie this week, so... Really? Yeah. He can't make the podcast, but he can go watch the race with you. Wow. <laughs> Actually, I think I'll be going to watch the race with him if that happens. Oh. That makes more sense. Yeah. Fair All right, guys. Well, I it's think that... 38 minutes. I know. I know. Going. You're what am I going to do at work tomorrow? I got to listen to something. If only <laughs> if only we had something to put in the middle, like... Uh, I don't what, know, like in between what, something. You know. In between sounds like a great segment name. <laughs> yeah, I know. I came up with it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is actually a shorter podcast for us than normal. I had something else I wanted to talk about, but I don't remember now. 
Well, it's probably about yourself, knowing you. Oh, could be. So, oh, listeners, I know what I was going to ask you. Oh, what's, go ahead. Who's going to win it all this year, Evan? Uh, <laughs> Put you on the spot. We're 11 races away, man. We still got a third of the I season to go. I don't care. Right now, who is it? I think right now, if this... Uh, Alex Bowman. <laughs> no, uh, I, I don't think that. Uh, I think right now, with if if the Watkins Glen is kind of a turning point back on an upward trajectory for William Byron, I think they're going to be really hard to beat. Um, outside of that, I, I think you're looking at your usual suspects, a Truex um, or a Denny Hamlin. Um, oh, now he's going to name the whole field, I understand. No, I, I, I think... <laughs> Like Denny Hamlin has been in the final four pretty near every year for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Martin Truex, same story. He's, He's pretty near always in the final four. Um, you know, Chase Elliott's probably not going to this year, obviously. Uh, he's been there the last few years, so you got to find someone to take his place. I think that's probably going to be William Byron. I wouldn't be surprised to see someone like Kyle Larson take that fourth spot. Why? Who are you thinking? Oh, I don't know. I'm not the expert. I'm just <laughs> well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Kyle Larson just because I'm a fan. So <laughs> we we've seen the picks right now. So maybe, maybe you should wait and ask Donnie on a on a on a later episode who he thinks because he's been way more successful with picks as of late. I think he's got an inside like, track. Yeah. Hey, nice pun. Thanks. Now he's gonna win two more this week. So. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I feel like a wheel can take him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All that's right, really funny, man. We wheelie wheelie funny. <laughs> Nobody likes a podcast where they won't shut it down. So I think oh. that's what I'm here for. It's becoming a punkcast right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's take us out of here. We miss you, Donnie. We miss you, Don. We thank you, listeners, so much for uh tuning in every week listening to us commenting Steve on didn't post. call in this week hey no Steve didn't call in this week Kyle um, Bush has been that bad has he <laughs> <laughs> you interrupted Merrily's outro she's lost I'm her sorry she's, I'm sorry she's all in a mess Merrily shut us down I shut Corey trying. down <laughs> shut me down listeners yeah. thank you so much for listening every week for um commenting on our posts, paying attention on Instagram, Facebook. We really appreciate it. We look forward to producing podcasts for you every single week. And we hope you enjoyed this one. And we hope Donnie's back next week so we can get rid of Corey. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe, maybe I'll come back anyways. Yeah, maybe we should have like them both on some week. Maybe. Maybe uh, you don't need me anymore. Nah, we do. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. I've oh. suggested and Corey's always on board with keeping. Yeah, I'm like, we need Marilee, so. It's odd right. how much you guys like me. Goodbye, everybody. It just, it just I'll save it just you. Fit well. Bye. See ya. Peace. <laughs>